They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's alive. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in Hysteria Nation to the podcast that's on a quest today to seek the Holy Grail. This is Hysteria 51. What is your name? It is Arthur, King of the Britons. What is your quest? To seek the Holy Grail. What is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? What do you mean? An African or European swallow? Huh? I, I don't know that. Who didn't know so much about swallows? Well, you have to know these things when you're a king, you know. Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago, we're your hosts and leaders on this quest, Sean Goforth and Brent Hand. Go and tell your master that we have been charged by God with a sacred quest. If he will give us food and shelter for the night, he can join us in our quest for the Holy Grail. Brent, if you couldn't tell from the opening, we've got a doozy tonight. The Holy Grail. That's the cup of a carpenter. Doozy is right. I'm guessing by the end of it, we will have screwed a few things up, confused some people, and pissed off, I'm going to say almost everyone, John. <laughs> I fart in your gender direction. Your mother was a hamster, and your father smelt of elderberries. Confusing people and making them mad. Sounds like a regular old episode to me. Uh, that other voice you're hearing is the third host of the show, the one and only Conspiracy Bot. I built Seabot to help make this show better, and... If you've ever listened to the show before, well, you know, I should have probably just left being good at building robots off the old resume. Or being good at anything. Oh, yeah, there you go. You, you'd <laughs> think with being a mobile robot, uh, even if he's no good at the whole podcast thing, that he could at least be a decent security system slash guard. For the entrance to this cave is guarded by a creature so foul, so cruel, that no man yet has fought with it and lived. Yeah, unfortunately, if there's someone shady lurking around the lower fourth dimension here he's kind of usually either a invited them and b definitely gonna let them in either way he's gonna let them yeah. in yeah yeah <laughs> i don't like the guy but he's got a point now go away or i shall taunt you a second time i think that's our cue to get on to our guests uh, a couple of them here we got a pair tonight that are returning into a, a kind of a dynamic duo by that i mean they wear brightly colored leotards and pretty much only speak in hyperbole that's, that was uh, a that's, given, right? That, we know that, yeah. yeah, yeah. Welcome back, Kevin Crispin and Michael Aloysius Indiana Cole. Indiana. We named the dog, the dog Indiana. Of course. I guess we're going right Indiana, for it, huh? <laughs> Kevin and Michael, welcome! Hey, guys, how are you guys doing? So who's the Batman and who's the Robin? Oh, I'll be the Robin. That'll be oh, fine. Thank you. Thank you for I'm I'm much, much younger than Michael. Wait, can <laughs> we all stop and appreciate my accent there? Did, my Sean Connery? That was pretty good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's like the only one I can do. Yeah. Is that just that one? See, I can't do it. The dog's name is Indiana. I don't know how you got my real middle name, but you realize that makes my that makes my initials Mac. Yeah. <laughs> can we just call you Mac from now on? Oh, or hey, just, uh, you guys oh, want to get in the rock? That's my Connery. That's all I can do. Uh, 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 winners go home and fucks the prom queen. Yeah. Isn't that a thing he said in The Rock? <laughs> yeah. Also in The Rock, uh, lest we forget, Nicolas Cage is a huge Beatles fan in The Rock. If you guys want to see the creme de la creme of uh, Nicolas Cage acting, go watch Mom and Dad. It oh, it is really is good. The perfect role. This is for a movie. Him. Oh, and it, it it released straight to. It's one of the new Netflix movies. Oh, released straight to it. The uh, the premise is. This, I don't think, is it Netflix or it? I, I bought it on demand. I think I got it on Netflix. I think. Regardless, go look it up. Mom and Dad, and it is one of those things where there's a a, a sound, a tone goes out. It's like one of those things, and all of a sudden, all parents want to kill their kids, and it's like an apocalypse. And the movie is. Sounds uh, like the him 70s. and his wife, played by uh, uh, she was in Cruel Intentions, Selma Blair, Selma Blair, just trying to murder their own children. That's the whole movie. Yes, and it's great. It is fantastic. Do you think he did some method acting? I think for it was that? it was based on a uh, 
uh, comic book, right? That I have no idea. I, I believe just kinda, it is. I just kind of um, fell upon it. His name's Brent in the movie, and that's not something you see. Right? Oh. Uh, so you're saying he wants to kill Kal-El is yeah, exactly. the question you're asking. <laughs> that is exactly. Right. Uh, this is also, I think, probably the 47th or 48th episode where we've mentioned Nicolas Cage. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys have to start paying him Do you think to be able to use reptilian? his name? Like, Re- royalties will fit in soon, right. yes. Probably, if you just say... Re- Right on their uh, past due final notice, he's going to open it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's how you can make sure he gets your letters. He owns Action Comics number one. He has a copy of it, he, right? It was stolen, I believe. Oh. It was stolen. And then he spent a lot of money on a on a dinosaur skull. That ended up being stolen, and he had to give it back. A dinosaur skull? Yeah, like a Tyrannosaurus. Yeah, it wasn't stolen nephew? from him. He purchased no. a, yeah. a stolen one, yeah, right? Yeah, like, not on per- He didn't, like... Go to the black market and be like, yeah, see, you know, that's how you talk when you go to the black market. I don't know if you guys know or not. The black market is is a place. It's titled the black market. There's yeah. a big neon sign. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. Black neon just doesn't show up as well as like blue or red. That's yeah, true. true. That's true. It's right next to Bachelor City. <laughs> <laughs> so tonight, kids, we're not talking only Nicolas Cage. Oh, no. Oh, no. But. Probably Nicolas Cage knows where the Holy Grail is on that microfiche. That's true. He found. Damn right. We're talking the Holy Grail. So buckle in because, like we said, this is one. Uh, this one one's kind a- of a horse choker, as John likes to say. Yeah, it's a horse choker. <laughs> if if you've never heard of the Holy Grail, Brent, we should cover the basics. Yeah, hit us with them, John. All right. So first, we we can't even tell you what it is. Uh, because there's a huge debate as to even that. But no matter what it I is... I can! That's the cup of a carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> he chose wisely. He chose poorly. Keep going, sorry. No matter what it oh, is... Oh, and buckle up, because those are going to get obnoxious. <laughs> Just yeah. get ready. No matter what it is, it all dates back to and relates to Jesus Christ. Now, remember, the existence of Jesus isn't up for debate. There was a man named Jesus of Nazareth who lived at the same time of the Bible. Okay, so whether you believe in him as the son of God, that's up to you and and, and your beliefs and your religion. Uh, But even atheist scholars won't argue the man's existence. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of the band Nazareth. Thank you. Thank you. That's because I I believe love hurts. (laughs) You're an idiot. (laughs) So he's got a point. He's got a point. So let's talk about what it could be. There there are two main stories. Yeah, they diverge a little bit. Or legends that 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 go over that go over this thing, but they're but they're quite different. the The first is that the Grail is a bowl or a cup. That's probably what you're more familiar with. That's the cup of a carpenter. And we'll get to its significance in a minute, but basically it's a bowl or a cup tied to Jesus that made its way to England and either was buried treasure somewhere, lost forever, or being guarded by a secret society. Yeah, although one of those silly things. One of those. Yeah. Oh, but there's another, John. What's that? The other is that the Holy Grail is the bloodline of Jesus, either proof that he had offspring or the descendants of Jesus themselves or both. I'm pretty sure it's the second one, and I'm the Holy Grail. There's pretty much no way I'm not related to Jesus. Dude, you're a robot. I mean, he was a man. It's not even possible. Sure it is. Haven't you seen the documentary from a few years ago called Chappie? I think we can use it to move you to a new body. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So 10 minutes into the show and Seabot's theory is the Holy Grail is a Jesus robot descendant. We're off to a great start, John. Yeah, a flying start. (laughs) Yes. So, kids, those are the two basic stories, Jesus robots aside. We're, we're going to take you through each of them, talk through their potential validity, and then solve the case by the end of the episode. And you will all start calling me Christbot. That is not happening. Nope. That is nope. not the scene. That, that is not what's happening. <laughs> Did you build in a messiah complex into that role? <laughs> oh, like he is- My CPU is a Neuronet processor, a learning computer. Dude, that's, from, that's from Terminator <laughs> that's- 2. He 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 didn't get smarter. He literally just got into Brent's DVD collection. <laughs> oh, that's not going to make you smarter. Back part. <laughs> oh, hey. So yeah, yeah. Buckle up. Because, Basically, uh, yeah. over two thousand years of mystery, and we're going to get to the bottom of it in about an hour. Yeah, yeah. Like we always do. We, we're better every than time. Be doing friends. That's true. You're the uh, you're going to be the the Velma. Damn it! I want to be Velma. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the cup, the cup of Christ. Let's talk about that, right? Right. The, the it's the one that you're probably more familiar with. Round one here to define what a cup is, we have to start with disagreement among scholars. 
And that's because scholars look back at this whole time period and say, he wouldn't have drank out of this. He would have drank out of that. Or he had a, if the Holy Grail is a cup, some say it's a cup that Jesus drank from and is referenced in the Gospels of the Last Supper. But it's only called a cup. That's it. They, right, they reference it once. It's not this huge part of the, the Bible like people talk it's like about. He took, it just says he took the cup. Yeah, this dude grabbed a cup and he goes, hey, you know, you know drink the it, wine. It's, and that's verbatim, this dude. That's every time I went to church as a kid, they said, and he said, this dude, drink of this. This is my blood, dude. And the dude spake it. (laughs) And the the dude abides. Others say it's a bowl or a cup that Joseph of Arimathea used to catch Jesus' blood the day he was crucified. Literally walked up there and said, "Hold, hold on a minute. And as he's pouring from either his his pierced side or from his hands or his wrists or his feet or wherever you want to say that he was. He was. Uh, that's a whole nother Bleeding debate. From, that's right. a whole nother debate. That hands is. or wrists. Uh, he caught the blood in this cup, chalice, bowl, whatever you want to call it. And if you haven't heard of Joseph of Arimathea, he's referenced in the Bible as a wealthy man and follower of Jesus who helped Nicodemus bury Jesus's body. Correct. Yet others say, Brent, that it's both. They drank from it the night before at the Last Supper mm-hmm. when Jesus was giving the first communion, and then. Joseph of Arimathea used it the next day to also catch the blood. Yeah. Do you think he was trying to take it as like a really literal thing when when he when uh, excuse me Jesus made the toast and said this is my blood? Do you yeah. think he was saying okay I must catch like, sure, our savior's blood? Sure, we got blood? wine, but you know if we don't wash this, this has a lot more iron. My in dad it. never let me wash our iron skillet, so I think yeah. the th- same thing goes with. <laughs> The Jesus Pretty much cup. the same thing, yeah. Yeah, that, that checks out, right? I mean, back then, you're going to multipurpose that vessel. You know, you're not going to go out and get a special blood cup. You know, <laughs> use the one from last night. I, I know Lisa gets pissed at me when I use our blood cup for anything other than blood. Well, that, that's all of it. Now, <laughs> you guys jest, but I think Kevin was asking an actual question. Like, they, they, I was, surprisingly. <laughs> like, because of the holiness of Jesus, was he trying to make a literal, like, saying, he said last night, drink of this. This is my blood. And as a s- symbol of his sacrifice, he was saying, I will catch some of his blood, as he said last night. Maybe so. You know, you got to look at it that way. But he also told them, don't really use blood. Use wine because it's it's a get you drunk. It, yeah. Or it's a metaphor for, it. you know, you just use wine and and there you go. But, you know, take it one step further. Mm-hmm. So th- the thing about it is we don't know. We, we, we don't have a clue. Exactly. Because the Holy Grail is never mentioned Anywhere in the writings of the Bible, uh, it, it's actually they say it's they, not even they drank out of a cup. It's That's not even it. mentioned in the uh, in the Bible apocrypha. So all of those other writings that weren't accepted the, into the Bible at the, the uh, at the Council of Nicaea, all those other writings, it's not mentioned in there. Literally, the only thing in the Bible of anything they say, and they drank from the cup, meaning they had a cup there. Uh, they don't make any reference to it. Do you think in the manger he had a sippy cup? Maybe, and that's that's a whole nother. Yeah. Thing. Spoiler alert: there, oh, shit, there are uh, there are actually there are no writings from the time period. Not even the Bible, mm. not even the Apocrypha. There are no writings from the time period that mention the Holy Grail. So that time period from that time. That's no. That, we're going to skip forward, and he and he becomes pretty popular from right. that time period. No one was even worried about it. Right. So, like you said, though, the first known reference didn't come along until about 1190 in the fictional epic Percival Le Conte de Grau. Uh, by Christian de Troyes. And it was in the late 12th century that another poet, Robert de Boron, described the grail as a cup from which Jesus drank at the Last Supper and which Joseph of Arimathea used to catch his blood at the crucifixion in his epic, Joseph de Arimathea. Original. Yeah. And this tied the word grail, which means an earthenware cup to the idea of the holy chalice which is referenced in the bible like i said the one time matthew 26 verses 27 through 29 so a lot of the cups mystery or mystique didn't get added on paper as john was saying at least until about 1200 years after the story took place that's kind of a uh a, a big point to this it, it's 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 noted you should note it but it's not necessarily a deal breaker because that wasn't that rare back then. I mean, uh, there's most people couldn't read and write. And so a lot of stories and traditions were passed orally. Right. But regardless of which is true, here's where the story gets interesting. Where did it go and why do people care? Well, first, why do people care? Simply put, power. Power. I mean, this is Jesus. And he's the son of God. So if he drank out of this cup, uh, guess what it's probably going to do for you? 
whatever you can think well, of. Well, there's the, there's the inherent value of the cup, obviously, right. like money value, monetary value, and cultural significance. But many throughout the ages have believed that the, the, the Holy Grail actually contains supernatural healing properties or even the power to grant eternal life. But that's only unless you don't cross the seal. The seal. If yeah. you do not cross the seal. So I, that brings up a really good point, and I think maybe one of the things that we need to stop on and focus on for maybe 20 minutes, and that is... At least. And that is Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Is that new or something? I don't... I'm not... <laughs> they, they... You couldn't take the cup past the seal, otherwise the whole temple falls down, and the temple did fall down. And you can leave past the seal, but you lose its powers. So they never specifically spell that out. All he says is that you can't take the cup past the seal. That's the price of eternal life. Oh, so you're telling me that uh, Indiana Jones is maybe, but his dad died and he drank for it and got it poured on him. That's my point. I'm saying there's a hole in the plot. Shouldn't Henry Jones have been like reshot in the stomach as soon as he passed out of the temple? Well, you don't. You mean it, it comes back the 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 wound? I, no, yeah, I'm I saying mean, that they should both be they should both have eternal life. Uh, they hit restore point. Like the other way. <laughs> I actually, that's how I took it, having seen the movie a number of times, is that they still have eternal life, and they left the Grail in there because remember he's trying to grab. No, it. No, I thought all of it, just like the brothers. But once they took live. the water in, once they took the water right. in, it's like they they got that. It's like in a video game. Once you once you drink the potion, you get the power, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I, I'm thinking like Indiana Jones is alive in the year three thousand. You would think by drinking that water, he at least wouldn't have had that stupid ear. Except he wasn't. (laughs) But the uh, adventures of young Indiana Jones or whatever, which were canon, he was an old man and in some of those with an eye patch and everything. Oh, that's right. Well, and and, in Crystal Skull. Oh, wait, I forgot. That's not canon. We decided, right? We decided. You decided. Well, okay. So, but my point is, he's yeah. old in in Crystal Skull. But it's not just these movies. It's not just him. Even Hitler sought the Holy Grail, but alas, he didn't find it. And uh, he dead, yo. Nine, 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 nine. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Wanted to get rich and live forever. <laughs> Sounds like Florida. <laughs> but in order to do so, they'd have to find it. Where'd it go, John? Well, there, there seem to be two main theories on, on what happened to the Grail and uh, after Jesus' death. Now, these are not the only theories, so um, don't, like, throw your phone out the window and get when you get angry with us that we don't mention the one that you believe or have heard of or whatever. Don't throw your phone out the window for any reason. But uh, uh, here, The here, holy bus boy of Antioch has it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's where it's at, but that's just me. Sorry, go ahead. Um, here, here, are the, here are the two main theories. Theory number one, the disciples of Jesus kept the cup. Okay? So th- they knew how important it was uh, based on Jesus referencing it in the Last Supper during the First Communion. The Bible verse you, you referenced earlier, Brent, then he took the cup and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them saying, drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many, the forgiveness of sins. So he does reference the mm-hmm. cup. He doesn't call it the Holy Grail, but he references. So we, so he's told the disciples this is an important thing. It and other artifacts were literally kept in the house where they had the Last Supper and and in the early days of the Christian movement, after Jesus' death, that's where they would meet. A rich guy actually owned the house. Right. And he said, hey, we're going to keep this. Right. So you guys can keep using yeah, it's it. Yeah, it's just like a it's a cool artifact. We, yeah. It'll bring us closer to Jesus. Uh, the cup then eventually, years and years and years and years yeah. later, made its way to the Holy Sepulchre Church, also in Jerusalem, where it stayed until about 909 A.D., and then disappears from history. My baby says she's traveling on the one after nine oh nine. Sorry. <laughs> so And that's what that song so, was based on. So that's wow. theory one. <laughs> so then we got we got theory two. Earlier we mentioned Joseph of Arimathea, the guy who helped bury Jesus in Mitre, might not have caught Jesus' blood in the grail. The theory goes that Joseph, understanding its significance, took the grail and left Jerusalem after his crucifixion and burial and sailed to England. And once he got there, well, that leads us into the theories of the its current location. location. They had some dudes in England that were that were um, over time pretty uh, Jesus happy. It's true. Yeah. It's true. They, and they also I they, think they were called knights, right? Knight, uh, they, uh, uh, related to some sort of temple. Yeah, something like oh, that. Oh, Templar. <laughs> they uh, they say that uh, Joseph of Arimathea had traded in ten. Had been a tin trader at some point. Maybe that's how he got rich, right. and that's how he knew the um, 
uh, how to sail from basically Jerusalem all the way to England. All this is very contingent on these guys who are smart enough to go, hey, that dude just drank out of that cup. We should probably probably hold on to that. I mean, if they're following him, right? They're his disciples. Right? They but do think they he's keep, the son of when God. When he wiped his feet, did they keep those? Ra- I'm just wondering. I'm, I'm actually wondering. Well, what about the Shroud life? of Turin, right? Isn't that what he wore on the... That's it was from, his death his, shroud. Yeah. Okay. Well, is what they say. Although that's been carbon dated to like the 12th century. Yeah. So... Well, I mean, you know, fashion. I don't know what that means. Yeah, look it up, John. (laughs) Uh, Actually, there's a theory. This is this is really interesting. I was reading this while I was doing research on uh, on tonight's topic. There's a there's a pretty prevalent theory that Leonardo da Vinci um, created the Shroud of Turin. So I I I watched a thing on that, but then they like they did like um, they used scanning microscopes to see if it actually could have been painted or not and they're like well some people are like absolutely and other people are like no it's impossible this could have been painted they didn't say they that he painted it they said they he used um and i'm forgetting the term black but, magic uh <laughs> yeah like, like a photographic transfer type of thing a chemical reaction a, a photographic transfer type of thing it's where it's like um uh, I, I don't remember the term, but like where you put a hole in a box and you can see it looks kind of like a movie when you're inside the yeah. box. And uh, but you, if you put enough light on it, it'll like like actually f- like, you know how you can like almost um, freeze a shadow onto a yeah, surface no, I know. Yeah, like I that type of the uh, I sound really stupid right now, but you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. So regardless, things that this man touched were important. So it does stand to um, to think that people would have grabbed it but the problem is or what we don't know is we got to talk its current location the thought that it isn't a cup but a person and a whole lot more oh we're throwing a little throwing a little crab whoa little uh a little what am i trying to say here Early. a little kink in it a tease yeah uh all that's coming up next on hysteria 51 hola david me amo brent Bonjour, uh, Brent. Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for us. I that, I, I just thought romance languages yeah. was the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it. So it's very high on pronunciation, too. So (laughs) you can, you know, learn how to speak. And, you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. (laughs) In that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's they design it for long-term retention, you know. Yeah. Uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you, you say it until you do. And then, you know, that, that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why, you know, this has been trusted by experts for 30 years and there's over 25 different languages that you can learn and people, millions and millions of users use it because like you said, it does seep in and you're using it with, you know, you get speech recognition and Mm -hmm. it, it hears you. You get to use like the built in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value. And you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused or really cool. <laughs> I'd go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally, though, this is something that we use. And we have both of us have given the seal of approval because we want to do this long term. And uh, it's something that uh, it works. You know, and we don't yeah. we don't do long term um, stuff like this. And this is this is the one that we've chosen, and we love it. So, all you guys got to do don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times, and it's always now. Right now, get now. started for very limited time. Hysteria Fifty One listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for fifty percent off. How much? Fifty percent. Visit Rosetta Stone dot com slash today that's 50 percent off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life wow redeem redeem, redeem. how do they do it rashate your 50 oh. percent off <laughs> rashate <laughs> redeem it 50 percent off rosettastone.com slash today do it today After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, 
We thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan, for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. What if it was like they handed it to you and it's just this dirty, horrible thing and you have like real bad OCD? You're like, take a drink and it's all yours. No, I'm good. I'm no, good. I'm all right. Hold on. Just give me a minute. Just, can you set it down, please? Like I can just see Kevin being handed the Holy Grail. He's like, <laughs> hold on. Let me just touch it 16 times. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Don't worry about it. You're saying that this is some holy cup. I can count to 16. It's okay. Does anyone have any purification tablets? Yeah. Oh my God, Mike! So where are you at on this, man? You think you thinking that the Holy Grail was just a cup that got thrown away with the dishwater that night, or you think it's actually something that's been hide, hiding throughout history? Oh man, I mean, well, I, they knew so the far. Don't that spoil night. the net rest of the show, Mike. But, just oh, okay, so far. Okay. I, I, so far, based on what we've discussed so far, they knew the significance of that night. So I think that they would have held on to that cup, the last cup he drank out of, and if it did, you know serve multiple purposes and also caught his blood, they would definitely keep that cup. I guess I look at this with my own non-caring ass about stuff. Like, I don't pay attention. They'd be like, oh, man, did you did you get the cup? What? Uh, shit. No, it's no. not the plate. You had <laughs> one job. Yeah, hold on. I'll go get it. You just grab one and give it to Damn the Damn it, Brent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he knows. I, I barely remember to feed conspiracy about his energy. By that, I mean plugging him in. So uh, he said he eats Energon cubes. Well, yeah, exactly. He eats Tide Pods now because he thinks it's stuff. <laughs> so you think they only saved the cup, or did they save a plate? Did That's what I'm getting utensils? at. Why was it just the cup? Because he also now he broke the bread. They probably didn't have plates, so he was just tearing pieces off and handing it to him. And the bread then I can't believe was very good. Like it was probably like unleavened. They didn't grossness. have plates. I mean, that's not an advanced technology. No, they didn't need plates because they were just tearing bread and handing it to one another. Did they not have plates? I'm not good on the plates. Plates didn't come out until 1242. (laughs) 1242? Just after the Magna Don't look that up. Before they They were having dinner. I mean, they they probably had a little fish, too. They probably had some other stuff. They just talk about the breaking of the bread. Actually, before 1242, they used the things called a laquata, and it was a... It looked kind of like a bowl, but it was filled with a pus pus sack from venomous animals and you ate your bread off that you understand why no this is real look it up <laughs> okay. i'm just saying it because kevin's like what what are you talking pus sack you've never eaten off a pus sack oh man oh man oh <laughs> uh, i've lived through a pus whenever sack. whenever brink gets super serious like that that's when you can't take him seriously exactly and, it, and that's when i'm really super serious about stuff and no one believes me no. and it pisses me off exactly no like, no the house is on fire yeah, Stop right. It. The call is coming from inside the house. <laughs> <laughs> and here, right, here it gener- right. generally is because it's conspiracy bot. John, about the current location of where this thing might be. All right. So before the break. Oh, and no more pus sack talk. It thank you, Kevin. That, it bothers all of us. So if thank you go you. back in time, no pre-1242. <laughs> but what about the Magna Carta? Before the break, we were talking about Joseph of Arimathea, right? whisking away with the holy grail and he went to england he landed 
in Glastonbury, England. I like to say it's Glastonbury. But thank that's you. Just me. Thank you. Uh, our English listeners, uh, we have many British listeners. Uh, they can, they do. can, they can yeah. c- correct us on all of that. Um, so he, when he got there, he prayed to God asking where to take the grail. And as he did so, he thrust his staff into, uh, Weary All Hill and it sprouted into a thorn tree. Well, there you None go. None of this is euphemism. Uh, no, well, this, take it, this, take it at its word. Okay. This, this uh, <laughs> once again, this is not from the Bible. Okay. <laughs> this Got is, it. uh, this is legend, I guess you could call it. Uh, John of Chicago is talking about Joseph of Arimathea <laughs> doing stuff to the thorn of Glastonbury. So, yeah. <laughs> and Brent of Berwyn is excited. Keep going. Conspiracy of Bot agrees. Yeah. Nope. Um, all right. So uh, it, it sprouted into a thorn tree. Uh, those those trees, incidentally, are still in the area today and are called Glastonbury thorns or better known as holy thorns. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the grail stayed there and yada, yada, yada. Either one of four or so things happened. Mm-hmm. A, King Arthur was real. Okay, I'm with you. It was stolen. By the Autobots. And he went <laughs> and he went looking for it. Okay. B, it was spirited away from there by the Templar Knights uh, during the First Crusade. Still my favorite crusade. Yeah. C, it had been stolen by someone else, and the Templar Knights returned it there to to Glastonbury. I'm killing you for God. Killing you for God. During the First Crusade. All right, keep going. Okay. Or D... Uh, this old wood cup called the uh, the Nantios cup that's currently in the National Library of Wales sounds like the cup of a carpenter. Keep going. Uh, is the Holy Grail that was in Glastonbury, but it was taken to an abbey in Wales for safekeeping during the disillusion. There you go. During the <laughs> disillusion. Yeah. Wow, that sounds like something a millennial would go through. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Mom. <laughs> now I have to take my cup and go to an abbey in Wales. <laughs> Man, I tell you, like, it's either the Templars had it, the Templars took it, or it's in a thorn bush. I don't know. There's a lot to take in there. Yeah, there that that is it's interesting because it's one location but there are all these weird different theories. So you got speaking of uh location, so the Dome of the Rock in Jerusalem, Israel. Now, you're thinking, I bet Joe Peck's been there. He has. He has. Yes. Joe's been to the Dome of the Rock. Uh he's Jerusalem. been to Jerusalem. He just spent like a couple of weeks there. Brought us back holy soil and, and uh, holy, water. holy water and a piece of wood that I'm I'm willing to bet isn't really part of the true cross cuz he said he got <laughs> it for $2. <laughs> But the guy seemed honest, <laughs> and he was in Jerusalem, and I don't think you can lie in that city. Right. You you would literally in, incinerate yeah. at the moment. Right. So the Holy Grail is purportedly the, the, the cupper bowl ha- that happened to be near the cross and catch the blood of Jesus as he died, and it was then buried with him by one of his disciples or by his mother or Joseph of Arimathea in his tomb. And the location of the tomb is not known, but is described in the Bible as nearby which probably means somewhere on or around the hill on which the Dome of the Rock now sits. So it's just buried down there uh, in the tomb that he no longer was in after three days. Just waiting to be discovered. So then you got the Cathedral de Santa Maria de Valencia in Spain. So another contender, and this is a big one. A lot of people point to this one. Yeah, this one, uh, this is a fairly recent... uh... Yeah. Yeah, it's on display, they say, at the Cathedral in St. Mary in Valencia and is considered the most likely... Now, it's funny because... By somebody. Yeah. Skeptics claim that if the Grail even exists, the the Valencia Chalice is the best bet. It was carbon dated in 1960 to a date somewhere between 300 BC and 100 AD. It's a pretty big window. It is, but it means it fits the bill of the time period. It's manufactured in the Middle East. I'm a scientist. I don't believe in anything. Getting closer, and so it's possible. And even if it isn't the grail, it age makes it extremely valuable, at least. And it is made of a dark red agate and is set in a golden stem with another earth-turned bowl at the base, and it's the official chalice of the Roman Catholic this Church. This is the official chalice of all of Catholicism. Yes. Now, they don't use it. It's not like you when you go to get your communion from the Pope, he whips this bad boy out. This is on display, and they tell you, hey, this is the cup of Christ. It's, it's like the Pope's, it's, it's like the Pope's pimp cup. Yeah. Like you've seen, you've seen Snoop Dogg on stage with his pimp cup. <laughs> One of my nephews 
<laughs> Will just walks around with his giant chalice all the time, and he only drinks out of it. And we're always like, what are you doing? He's like, nah, I just drink out of this, man. <laughs> Is it? Has, has anybody checked? on what he's drinking out of it i, I mean maybe it's the holy grail oh, i hope it's not blood it's like uh, like brody and ball rats with the uh the little dixie cup yeah, oh man <laughs> fill this with coke no uh, ice no ice so, uh, an- another, an- another possibility well it's just the jerusalem sewers john well yeah so in the jerusalem sewers but this is this is alligators different. and cups what are we gonna say there <laughs> i was just gonna ask did joe peck go to the jerusalem sewers not only that, he has a story about being down there. And, oh, Christ, uh, of course he does. And there's there's people down there that are, like, selling stuff. Remember you said it was oh, like, yeah. always, like, always a constant temperature. I forget, but he tells a whole story about the sewers. So, yes. Okay. So this legend states that the Knights... Man among men. Sorry, go ahead. <sighs> we're we're going to get back to the Knights Templar here. Uh, the Knights Templar of the First Crusade never found either the Grail or the Ark of the Covenant. Because the sewer system provided the finest hiding place on Earth at the time. Jerusalem has been attacked many times, and the Jews living at the time of the Ark's disappearance from the Bible are sure to have lowered it into the sewers to protect it from Nebuchadnezzar in 586 B.C. Well, I mean, that was a given. That's a given. Of course I think all would. of our, our listeners knew that, so right, go on. Right, right, right. Uh, the disciples may have known the location of the Ark from back then and hidden the grail with it deep in the sewers. And since the Ark had escaped notice for almost 600 years by then, then why wouldn't you put the grail with it? No, nope. Okay. nope. Nope. Yeah, I'm not now, buying that now, either. Digging is expressly forbidden, except for those professional archaeologists intent on covering sites of antiquity and not relic hunters, because digging may undermine. Yeah, you're uh, going to turn over everything. Everything bu- building S- settling isn't something that they want there, you know. And, yeah, and then everything yeah, yeah, falls. Yeah. Two problems. Number one, people were down there looking for jeans they could boil to wear, like like you know, like Frank always finds on Always Sunny in Philadelphia. They would have found it. Number two. Everyone knows that if it's with the Ark of the Covenant, Mm -hmm. it's on Oak Island. And so (laughs) it's in Canada. The Templars brought it there or whoever did and hit it. So I'm not with you. Well, it's possible. It's possible that the Templars brought it there, but it's also possible that the Spanish brought it there. Could Could it it be (laughs) a Spanish galleon? So other places, of course, we're going to talk about. Uh, Oak Island, you know, is if the the Grail's there, why couldn't it be? There's no reason it couldn't. Uh, well, you got to cross the the Atlantic Ocean with it. So uh, I'm all caught up on that show. I'm pretty sure that's they're about to find it. So picture next this. time the Templars are sitting around a campfire, perhaps. Mm-hmm. All right, we have the most important cup in the history of humanity. We need to hide it somewhere. Uh, Frank, where do you think we should take it? Uh, back to Jerusalem? No, you're an idiot, Frank. Ted? Yeah. yeah. Uh, where do you think? Uh, oh man, I don't know. England somewhere? Somewhere else? Bury it under one of our churches? No, you're an idiot, Ted. I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. <laughs> I say right. we take it to that newfangled, uh, Canada that's not going to be named that for a few thousand years. <laughs> Oh, Canada. <laughs> Great idea. Let's go. Wait, wait, wait. Get me some coconut fiber. <laughs> lots <laughs> lots of, of coconut, coconut fiber. fiber. So forgive my ignorance because I, I, I do we not. We will I'm, never. Uh, well, I, I am not like Michael. I'm not caught up on the show. Is that what they're looking for in this treasure? There are many theories. It could be the lost folios of Shakespeare. It could be uh, the, the Holy Grail, the Ark of the Covenant, just... Yeah, pirate uh, treasure. The pirate treasure. Uh, the, the rest of the E.T. Uh, Atari cartridges. I'm going to bet on that one. It literally could be a necklace say, of uh, lead-covered gold coins. You never know. Literally, they say, like, if it is the Templar's treasure, uh, it's probably ridiculous. Whatever's there, someone went to a lot. There is man-made stuff on this island. Someone a okay. long time ago went to a lot of trouble to build a hole and flood planes and boxes and make it very weird and very hard to get back to. So, and I don't want to go too long on this. I just have one other question. Why is it taking them so long to get to it? They're booby trapped. Oh. Yeah. So um, there are these flood channels that are um, lead out to other parts of the island. So when you dig in areas, it floods out and you can't, you pump it, but the water keeps coming. So they got to figure ways of find all of the flood channels and block them and just dig it out. And, and there are just, they have a lot of problems. Let me give you the real answer to your question. 
they need to produce more seasons of a television series. Uh, and also, yes. all joking aside, though, it does cost a ridiculous amount of money to excavate on that kind of level. Our friend Nick watches it every week, I know. Cause a I, big shout-out to your friend Nick. He just sent us his idol, uh, Ted Nugent. He sent us a Ted Nugent cooking book. For he will us. not shut up about Ted Nugent. Yeah. He <laughs> loves Ted big, Nugent. Sweaty Teddy. <laughs> That's the Motor City Madman, I thank you very much. One might say that Ted has a stranglehold on him. So oh, can I you. can I just tell you guys, going back to this cup of Christ, it's not in Oak Island. It's not in some. Did church. Nick remind you of the cup of Christ? He did. It's in the U.S. Bullion Repository at Fork Knox, Kentucky. All That's, right, we can end the episode. That yeah, makes sense. Yeah. The government has it, and they're keeping it in Kentucky. <laughs> it's right next to the Ark of the Covenant, the True Cross, Noah's Ark, Alien DNA, and Elvis, and the world's largest depository of morphine which is actually there where the ark of the covenant was kept right producer lisa <laughs> please unplug me i give up wait a minute a couple things yes people think that elvis is at fort knox well i mean it, he's re- retired oh he's so, retired yeah. oh, okay yeah. okay so he doesn't have to do the show for the gold every night no okay no, no. he's one of their sentries yeah but he drank out of the cup so he what's he going to do for eternity what gold there's no gold there's no gold in fort that sounds like a future episode right there. Have you done that episode? Okay. Yeah. All right. That's, that's my suggestion for the future. So people do actually, there is a theory that the, the Holy Grail is in fucking Kentucky. So um, there's th- there are yes, theories that-, that tons of things are in Fort Knox mm-hmm. besides the gold because the gold's not really there. So Now, they you- do know the morphine's there because in time of crisis, you mean lots and lots so, of morphine. Right. The the um Think about the end of Indiana Jones where they, they put the ark along with everything else in this huge oh. warehouse next to everything else that has ever been hidden and kept by the government Hangar 18, that, thank you. that same theory just replace it with fort knox mm-hmm. and and a lot of people believe that okay i love when they're looking for that that skull from the gray alien it's just on a pile of random crap yeah. <laughs> i just want to i know they've had shows about it I just want to go through there and opening boxes like like a, a ghost comes out. Oh, all right. What's the next one? Oh, this one's a um, oh, it's Hitler. All right. All right. What's the next one? Like, just what do they if they have a gray alien skull and the freaking Ark of the Covenant and they're like, put it in the back. We'll get to it one day. Like, what are they working on now? You know, that's on the back burner. You know how uh, people are always uh, messing with the physics of movies on on the internet. For I saw one recently. Uh, the Rock has a movie coming out. It's called Skyscraper. And they show that he couldn't and, be jumping. Oh, yeah. yeah, there's a there's a poster of him jumping uh, towards a skyscraper from like a crane. And people, the physics of it would would not allow him yeah. to make anywhere close to that jump. He chose poorly. <laughs> <laughs> I want to, I want to see somebody do the physics of the of the uh magnetic pull of the of the skull because it's pulling the it's pulling the the metal fibers from when he throws them up in the air from you know you thousands of yards away you and then by the time they get close something what do I need to understand so these skulls come from the Zeta Reticuli star system of course. on a planet called Serpo now they have a very different makeup from what you or I are used to. If you understood those physics, which I don't have the time to explain to you right now, you would understand that that makes total sense. Uh, this we'll explain- do it offline. Okay, of course, of course. Does this explain the fridge uh, nuclear thing, okay. too? <laughs> <laughs> Indiana Jones is just a time lord. That's actually what it was. That's, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, from, from here on out, um, whenever you know how they used to do the whole... Uh, thing in schools whenever whenever there's a, a potential nuclear threat uh, you get under your desk and cover mm. your head it is now you just find the closest refrigerator and close the yep. door i had a friend who used to play that growing up i wonder what ever happened to him never saw him after, <laughs> after that one day just that one day. yeah we saw he's out looking for old refrigerators to hide in wherever you at timmy i love you <laughs> <laughs> so Let's let's move on a little bit. We got a little bit more to talk about. The blood. The blood. Not just blood. It's kind of like the bloodline, right, John? The bloodline, yeah. So this is round two. We, yeah. Round one was the cup. Round yeah. two, uh, if you've heard of it, it's probably because you've either read Dan Brown's book or saw the, the, the movie Believe it was not, based on. never read it or seen the movie. Uh, the Da Vinci Code. Yeah. The movie's terrible. Code. I just, I didn't, it didn't, I didn't want to see you it. You know what's terrible in the movie? Tom Hanks' hair. <laughs> 
That's in all of the Robert Langdon movies. That's true. That's true. It's it's awful. Uh, So while the theory itself might or might not be a work of fiction, it didn't originate in this work of fiction. Yeah, right. Uh, the first book to bring it uh, a version of it to prominence, I, sh- I guess I should say, uh, was called Holy Blood, Holy Grail, published in 1982, and mm. very controversial when it came out. Two years before the year, 1984. Sorry, keep going. George Orwell. <laughs> in the book, Holy Blood, Holy Grail, the author puts forward this hypothesis that Jesus married Mary Magdalene had one or more children, and those children and their descendants might immigrate to what is now southern France. You know, they like wine. Click. Oops. <laughs> wait, wait, what do you mean, click? Oops. It, Mike, are you still there? Uh, hello? Nope. I hung up on him. He was pissing me off. How is he pissing Jesus. you off? With his, with his nice demeanor and, and, uh, and friendly attitude. And his Indiana Dude. ways. <laughs> Try to get him back. We always talk at the top of the show about how you were built to uh, improve the show, and generally you make it worse. But you've never actually hurt the show to that level. He lives in Indiana. Screw him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're going to move on, and if we get him back, we'll get him back or not. We were talking about uh, the cup. Well, maybe the cup isn't is is not what the Holy Grail is. Maybe it's just a symbolism for. the blood. blood. <laughs> round two, John. Hit us with round two of said story. Dan Brown's book, The Da Vinci Code, uh, it, it's fiction, obviously. The theory might or might not be a work of fiction. Get a little later, Uh, But the theory itself might or might not be a work of fiction, but it definitely didn't originate with Dan Brown. The first book to kind of bring a version of it to prominence was called Holy Blood, Holy Grail, uh, published in 1982. Uh, So in Holy Blood, Holy Grail, the authors put forward a hypothesis that Jesus married Mary Magdalene. Uh, uh, Now, if you if you are a a follower of the Bible or, yeah. or just a, a, a Bible, Bible scholar. You're familiar with the name Mary Magdalene. Many people uh, believe that she was a prostitute. Mm-hmm. Uh, though many other people believe that that was just a smear campaign by the church. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that actually she was really important and prominent in the early Christian church. Right. Uh, that she was but just she a was disciple a woman, of Christ. And that didn't fit in with. Uh, the ways of the church and their teachings. So, so they called her a ma- prostitute. Let's just make her a whore and, and downplay it. Who was? Isabel, yeah. as it were, another mm-hmm. biblical female. Yeah. Right, right, right. So uh, the, the theory goes that Mary Magdalene uh, uh, was married to Jesus, and they had one or more children, and that those children and or their descendants immigrated to what is now southern France. Once there, they, they really were into wine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, okay. Well, can I just say all of them? Oh! Hey! Why do they have to go to fucking France to get wine? They just need to go wherever there's fucking water. That's and so, then all you know, of a grandpa sudden, could wine. do that. Yeah. Doesn't mean they could. No, or Papa, Papa had the the power. Baby needs his. Do you think you he's know. like Warren Buffett and said you only get some of the power? You only yeah. get ten million of yeah. the power. Yeah. I'm gonna, yeah. Go go find your own way. Try to with only ten million. Yeah, try it. Good luck. So once they were in Gaul, yeah, that, that was a good one, Brent. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, they uh, they intermarried with the noble families that would eventually become the Merovingian dynasty. Uh oh, that sounds like some Matrix stuff right there. So they were werewolves, and that was then the were- Merovingian uh, hire werewolves. That was part of the, the Matrix. If you read into the further part of it, keep going. Sorry, <laughs> there were werewolves. In the yeah, well, all, all I remember from those, older the, versions of the Matrix. All I remember are the ghosts with dreadlocks. Mm-hmm. Next thing you're going to um, tell me, you played a lot of War of Warcraft. Right <laughs> Their special claim to the throne of France is championed today, to this day, by a secret society called the Priory of Sion. And they concluded that the legendary Holy Grail is simultaneously both the womb of Mary Magdalene and the sacred royal bloodline that she gave birth to. Wow. So, yeah, it's just uh, the Holy Grail uh, did hold the the most important thing but it wasn't the the cup of christ it was the seed of christ it, yeah it was a, it was a euphemism yeah um, now other people suggest that there was only one child 
Uh, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a very similar uh, yeah. uh, uh, story, but but virtually no one knew about the kid because Mary was only pregnant at the time right. of, of right. Jesus's crucifixion. Uh, and enter our old good good friend Joseph of Arimathea. Yeah, yeah. love Joe. So <laughs> so he knows Pontius Pilate would have, would have the child killed. Yeah, that's a safe uh, bet. Yeah, I mean he's related. Oh, you Jesus. had a kid? Well, bring him on up. Let's yeah, just let's, have let's a conversation. Yeah. Uh, so he whisks Mary away to uh, to well, some say Gaul, France, <laughs> and some stick with England. Either way, that child goes on to create the bloodline of Jesus. The royal blood the clue to this being true is in the word holy grail itself here's the funny part or to be more precise sangreal which if you split the g before the r means royal blood s-a-n-g-r-e-a-l in old french so this is french yeah yeah so sangreal means royal blood what about sangria uh that is a delicious beverage with fruit slices what about santeria i don't don't practice practice santeria <laughs> wow. The aforementioned prior scion allegedly had many famous leaders, such as Leonardo da Vinci, Isaac Newton, and the former might have even hidden clues to the Grail in one of his works. Maybe you've you've heard of it, The Last Supper. Oh, I think I might have seen that one. A, a, a very large fresco. Yeah, yeah. That means it's on a wall. <laughs> Good job, Brent. Wait, please. You're saying the Holy Grail is a person, a woman? And it turns out she makes an appearance right there. But they're all men. Are they? What about that figure on the right hand of our Lord, seated in the place of honor? Hmm? Flowing red hair, folded feminine hands, hint of a bosom, huh? Yeah, you, the the clip obviously talks a little bit about the the painting. Basically, the disciple next to the if you're looking at the the painting, the disciple to the left of Jesus wasn't a disciple at all, but in fact, Mary Magdalene. There, whether that's true or not, there is some weird stuff going on in that mm-hmm. painting. Uh, there's the the free floating hand that's holding a knife. Yeah, people look at this and say, "Well, that's actually a woman. It's not a man." And she's turned away because she's she's with him, and they're presenting over the it's their dinner their last supper you and know, the turned together. away when you when you look at the shape of by the absent space between the two of them yeah. it creates some sort of m uh also uh that disciple and jesus uh mirror images of each other in the clothing they're wearing so th- there's a lot of interesting things there. Now, if but you the- saw the original one, they actually had a picture of the uh, T-800, and there was actually a uh, sign across the top that said, Jesus of Nazareth, come with me if you want to live. It was written phonetically so that it, it came out that way. In, in, in like Hebrew? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. With the accent and everything? <laughs> yeah, phonetics. Oh, okay. No. Uh-huh. The well, I mean, he was a time traveler. That's true. The biggest problem with all of these clues that people f- wind up finding. That in the- leads to another clue. <laughs> and that'll lead to another clue. <laughs> oh, that's another uh, yeah, Nick Cage. I'm Thank sorry. you. Thank bring you. It all, bring it full um, the biggest problem with these clues is that this painting has been constantly restored since the 1700s. Yeah. And so you really don't, we don't have a good sense of what the, the original looked like. Did that disciple look as feminine as is, as it does today? Yeah. Uh, hard, hard telling. Are these colors truly accurate? You know, Ooh, pass me some of that bread. Feminine, not effeminate. Oh, 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 I miss, I misheard you. Man, I got to pay attention more on this show. I've been telling you that since like episode two. Altimeters, Brent. John, like all good conspiracy theories, it has its detractors. Of course, the main criticism is trying to tie Jesus' bloodline to anyone. Right. There's no there's no written documents of it anywhere. You look at it this there's way. No, nobody's got a birth certificate. How, Father, how Jesus. How many people do you know that Born say, in Kenya. How many people do you know <laughs> that say, oh, I have got Native American blood in me? You're a Jesus birther. Yeah. That's right. Damn no, but how many people do you know that, that come forward and say, like, oh, I have Native American blood? Oh, yeah, me too. Me too. Then they go have 23 and me or something like that done and they go oh no i'm literally from ireland like like what now but that would be one hell of a sales pitch for 23 and me uh you know get your blood tested we can tell you if you can t- if it contains the blood of like Christ. if they prove that yeah. the crowd of turin was from jesus then do they, you want to know they... if jesus is in your past ancestry pay us a lot of money jesus is your future was he also your past <laughs> you know that's a slogan there you go dude what writes itself so here's a, a review of the book uh holy blood holy grail it's a good book 
But one must say that there is a part that owes more to fiction than to fact, especially in the part that deals with the lineage of Jesus. How can you prove a lineage of four centuries from Jesus to the Merovingians? I have never put myself forward as a descendant of Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> Amateur. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we well know, God, we know. we know you have. But the reviewer just threw that out there just to be like, hey, man. I I never said this. I'm washing right. my hands like Mr. Pilot. Well, he's saying he's saying like anyone can make these claims, but there. And I mean, if you don't have written proof, what's the matter? Right, right, right. Like it's just like, well, okay, my dad can beat up your dad. <laughs> no, no. It's no. like the example you just you you just used. It, it, it's uh, yeah. I'm Native American. Yeah. Give me well, casino money. Guess what? If you really were, you'd be, yeah, chances are you'd be trying to milk the system because you're a horrible person. I'm just talking to you right now, not our, our listeners. Um, no. <laughs> I'm not. I thought um, you were being racist for a second. You're just being insulting to me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's part for the course. So, Kevin, looking at it this way with this whole the bloodline of Christ, do you think that Jesus might have had a, a son and John and me? And I mean, what do you guys what are all our thoughts? Do you think he could have had not a son, per se, a child? Well, if he had a child, let's just say for a second he did. Little Kevin Christ. Let's okay. say he had a kid. <laughs> just 100 percent that happened. Yeah. If he had a kid, was that the holy was that child the holy grail? No. Right. But he did have a brother named Phil Done. Christ. Phil Christ. He always showed up at party quirks. <laughs> when I, Kevin and I were in a uh, improv group uh, like 20 years ago, but one of our recurring characters was Phil Christ, brother of Jesus. And uh, yeah, that was a. I loved Phil Christ. I believe more in Phil Christ than I do in this bloodline theory. Um, <laughs> I, I really do. And, and or. Uh, I'm sure that uh, if there was a Last Supper, he... Follow the rules! The question is... Shit. Yeah. If we are we are assuming that there is a child... Oh, we're assuming it. My fault. Shit. a warning shot. Don't do it Whoa, again. Right Don't past do it my again. ear. Damn. Next thing I know, C-Bot's going to hang up on me. <laughs> All right. Tell me Tell me the question one more time. If there was a child... So we're, uh, we're assuming... Je- we're, we're in, this, in this world that we're living in right this second, Jesus had a kid. Period. Mm-hmm. End of story. Okay. That's fact. If that was the truth, mm-hmm. was that kid the Holy Grail? Is that the explanation for the Holy Grail? I'm going to go ahead and say no. Uh, I would say that, that that kid needed to get a job. <laughs> get a job, grouch. Get a haircut and get, get a, a real, real job. job. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. I see the symbolism. I get it. It's it's pretty and ties a bow on it all. Sangria, no. Brent. Sangria. I, yeah, that's really stretching it. I don't like it. Opinion. I don't like it. I don't. I don't. I don't buy into it, John. No, no, no. I, what I don't think is that it's a it's huge problem from a holy perspective. Yeah, everyone just loses their brain some people when you bring up oh maybe he was married and had a child like not my right i mean the son of god like that's not a that's not a sin to get married or have a kid i I don't know what the problem is with that but anyway this isn't a a theological podcast um it isn't (laughs) i gotta go i'm out of here (laughs) by gosh (laughs) that (laughs) (laughs) sorry speed Speed buggy was not happy uh that said uh no i i don't i don't believe that the that the legend of the holy grail is a reference to that even if it's true i'm gonna bring us home you know looking at this whole thing i do not buy into the holy grail at all being the child aspect of it or the other aspect of it I, I just I don't because I don't know if they would I'm using myself here, but I don't know if I would have had the foresight to go, well, we just had dinner and I'm going to take this cup and we're going to keep this and we're going to keep this for all eternity. Number one. Number two, I believe looking at that time, these guys were dirt poor. You know, they were moving from place to place. If they were drinking out of a cup, it was probably earthenware, something that had just been put together. I don't see it lasting. People want to think that these diamond encrusted chalices with with gold and lace. I just don't. And see you mean it. people? Do you mean? Nazis. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, even the church in England that has the one on display is oh, all right. jeweled and, and beautiful right. and and it by far the best thing I've ever heard came from Indiana Jones when he looked at the dirtiest cup of all of them and goes, That's the cup of a carpenter. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He's yeah, not do you gonna... really think that the guy that re- is represented in the Bible would have been get me the most gold plated, jewel encrusted cup you can find? Indiana Jones literally looked at the table and went, That one looks dirty. 
I bet he drank out of that. You know what? That was the way. So in me, I don't buy any of it. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't, I don't believe it. Could, could they have kept it for a while? Maybe, maybe if they had the wherewithal, but I don't know. Kevin, where are you at? Yeah, it doesn't, it's not there. It doesn't exist. But if it were, if, if it were to exist, it would not be as the church presents it. And, and, and frankly, uh, I think you could say that for a lot of, uh, uh, religion or, or, or presentations of Jesus. If we're going to say, yes, he existed, I think the presentation of him by the church is way far out and bedazzled if if you want to say it's like That's it's own fucking jewel I am a Christian cup. and I believe in Jesus and I believe that Jesus was the son of God and this happened and, and things like that I don't believe in like you, you I get hung up on that like this guy was dirt poor like they cleaned each other's feet they were so dirty you know and then one of those things and it was a sign of like he would he would be brought in the guy lived poor 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 life he was a hippie you know what I mean? So, so I just don't like the whole that way of thinking. I guess is what I'm getting at. John, what about you? There's definitely a holy cup, not a holy grail. There's definitely a holy cup. Like th- that's referenced in the Bible. Even if you don't believe that Jesus was the Son of God, uh, at the Last Supper before Jesus of Nazareth yeah. was crucified, he drank out of a cup. He drank out of a cup yeah. that existed, right? Um, but did they walk around him? It, that's the holy stone. That's the holy bed because he slept in it. Like, well, where, where I, do you stop? Uh, it, it's up to you whether you believe it, it was a magical, you know, holy item or simply a, a culturally significant historical object. Whatever Jesus drank out of at the first communion was important, and I believe they probably held on to it. I don't think that it is buried somewhere in a treasure box today. Right. I think it was probably lost in time. I think it was probably made of, you know, like we talked about before, earthenware, uh, maybe wood, and and after maybe maybe in forty, fifty years w- was eventually lost. You know, they, they they held onto it for a while and then it was gone. And then and then we get to the and it certainly wasn't glass or gold or, or diamond encrusted or anything like that. Now and we get to the idea of the bloodline. I I don't believe, as I mentioned before, that it hurts to to believe that Jesus had a wife or kids. Right. I don't know that I necessarily believe it one way or the other, um, but I don't think it hurts. I, I don't think it makes him less holy, um, but I certainly don't think that that was the Holy Grail either. I don't. I think the Holy Grail is a is a is a trumped up mythology that w- that kind of was just tied into Ar- Arthurian legend, and has just propagated itself from there. And it's a lot of it's a fun story that 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 helps sell sell a lot of books. And it made two great movies. It did. It did. I just don't see any validity in the stories. I, I'm just. Caught up in the whole thing that everything would have to be holy. Like this is the, you know, he he let slept in a bed. That's the holy bed. He had a wheel. That's the holy roller. You know, he had. Well, a- no, but the difference. <laughs> now I'm going to disagree with you there. The different. The one difference is at the communion. He said, "This is the cup." True. This and is the cup, got, and you drink from. And, and you, you got the it. one cross, and then you got the the spear of destiny. And I mean, the, like he that, did reference so. drinking from the cup. I mean that. But I just took it as more of. Like he did. It's a symbol. It's symbolism. He's not going to drink straight from the bottle. Now, he also didn't tell them to hold on to it. Yeah. I'm saying that they would have placed the importance on it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is I don't think he did because I don't think that's what he was saying. Exactly. So I don't know if they would have had the wherewithal or if they knew. Regardless, this is semantics. It is semantics. You're right because we're all saying the same thing and that's the Holy Grail doesn't exist. What do you guys think? That's what matters. Let us know. Hop on Twitter at Hysteria51Pod. Go to Facebook.com slash Hysteria51Pod. And even more importantly, go to Facebook, search Hysteria Nation, jump on there. That's our discussion group. We have lots of great conversations. Everything from Holy Grail uh, to show us your pictures in your Hysteria 51 shirts. That That's ones that always get the most comments, it seems like. That's so. true. <laughs> that and anything Seabot does. Speaking of Seabot, I, I take it we weren't able to reconnect with Michael? Well, he did call back in twice, but I didn't answer. <laughs> Perfect. Fuck this fucking guy, man. Amen, right. Fuck Michael Cole. No, no, you, <laughs> no, 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 you. no, no, you. <laughs> Nation, also, we have a sticker contest going. Don't forget, we want you to review this show. We'd like it to be five stars. We're not above asking for five stars. Yeah. But you can say whatever you'd like about Please, it. Please, sir, may I have some stars? <laughs> five stars, sir. Um, uh, send us a picture of the review, and you can say whatever you want. Just include in there the little... Little secret code, I love Seabot. There you go. If you send us that picture and your address, we'll send you stickers galore. Yeah, stickers galore, upwards of maybe three. So if galore is three, you're in love. My definition of galore is three. (laughs) 
Also, don't forget, leave us a voicemail, 773-669-7277. Once again, that's 773-669-7277. If you forget any of this, where can they go, John? Hysteria51.com. All of, all of our All of our digits, all of our info. And those t-shirts I was talking about that people love to post and have comments on you can go to hysteria 51 look at our shop find links to everywhere you can buy our t-shirt and spin the wheel of conspiracy yes that's right find your new water cooler conversation all that hysteria 51.com guys thanks a lot well he's not here it's only guy kevin yeah i miss michael <laughs> but yeah thanks uh thanks for not hanging up on me seabot careful you never know you prick yeah, how could he hang up on him in person though oh i have ways I, I, how's the gallbladder I, I don't know how i feel about that <laughs> D- damn yeah so with that said i've been brent i've been kevin i've been john he's been conspiracy bot stay woke meat sex it was terrible it was just terrible i'll never get over it as long as i live that's it for another edition of hysteria 51 john and brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained the unexplored and the unheard of <laughs> Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation. Or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.